<laughs> welcome, welcome, foolish souls, to a cinnamini. I'm your host, Matt Horror Hurdle, and with me, as always, is my co-host, John Murder Murphy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to a very special October Cinemini. I can't keep that up. I'm sorry, John. (laughs) You tried? Yeah, I tried. At least you tried. (laughs) Today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are going to be talking about some of our favorite horror movies. Uh, it is October. Uh, the fall is sneaking up. Pumpkin spice is sneaking out. The temperature is mm. dropping. If you live in a place that has seasons, leaves are starting to change. And that wonderful, spooky Halloween atmosphere is starting to creep across the land. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that uh, we here in the Cinema Men podcast are big fans of the Halloween season. Gives us a great excuse to watch uh, all kinds of good horror movies. And in celebration of this time of year, we've decided to talk about some of our personal favorite horror movies. Yes. Now, John over here, he gets a little squeamish with horror. So (laughs) you have to be careful if uh, if he starts dropping, you know, like, oh, my favorite horror movies, Ghostbusters. It's because he can't handle the real stuff. Isn't that right, John? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a lightweight when it comes to horror. <laughs> I'm just joking. John is probably the bigger of the two horror fans of us. Um, but we do love horror movies, especially at this time of year. So thanks for joining us. And uh, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a pumpkin spice latte, as it might be. And yeah. uh, let's go on a little journey. Through our some of our favorite mm. films in horror, indeed, John Murphy. I'm super excited. <laughs> Tell me, sir, mm. when when Halloween comes creeping around, what is one of your go to? Got to watch it every year. Horror movies. Well, if it was just me and you talking, I'd be like, Matt, are you stupid? You know what my favorite. <laughs> Well, you, the movie that I always watch every year is. You also but, know uh, that I am, in fact, rather stupid. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, a little backstory. Well, not a backstory. Whatever. Around October, um, I like to take it upon myself, much to my wife's chagrin, and watch as many scary horror slash Halloween movies as I can in October. And so we have dubbed the month Shocktober um, because of that. And every year I always watch one or two movies over and over and over again. And so I will mention those here. The first one is a movie that shaped me um, and formed my life. Uh, It uh, accurately depicts my taste in movies. So if you want to know what kind of movies I like, just look at this one and then you will know what kind of movies I like. Um, and that is the third entry in the evil dead trilogy or series of movies. And it's called army of darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched this movie when I was a teenager, uh, in 
the state of Iowa, which I lived for a few years. And my cousin uh, introduced me to this movie. So this was my first exposure to Mr. Bruce Campbell, who is an acting hero of mine. I think he is super charismatic. He is recognized as the king of B horror movies um, or the king of B movies. Maybe Um, he is just the perfect embodiment of what kind of character I want to watch in movies. And this entry in the series kind of takes a big departure. Uh, If you've seen the Evil Dead movies, you know that the first one was basically a straight horror film. Uh, The second movie was sort of a retelling of the first with some added comedic elements, but still basically a horror movie. Army of Darkness is really more of a comedy uh, with some horror elements mixed in. Yeah. There's time travel, there's uh, beheadings, there's Three Stooges gags, there's uh, wordplay, there's comedy, there's a bunch of blood, um, way too much blood for it to be scary. Um, It's just a great movie. I can basically recite the movie, basically. You know, Army of Darkness is kind of the movie I would expect if I was to run a Dungeons and Dragons game uh, in a dark fantasy setting, like a Curse of Strahd set up for you D&D fans out there. You know, you mm-hmm. want it to be kind of scary, but when you get all these goofy dudes in here and you start having just too much fun with it, that's what this movie <laughs> is, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, Bruce Campbell's amazing in it. You've got Sam Raimi uh, directing and writing this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. This Dude, this movie's so fun. I'm with you. Yeah, and it's it's just... A bunch of just like a well, I'm not even going to compare it to Ernest, but <laughs> it's a bunch of friends that got together and they decided to make movies. Sam Raimi and uh, his brother and uh, Bruce Campbell all grew up together. And so they made movies together and they ended up making Army of Darkness and Evil Dead and all those things. Um, And so it's clearly a love letter of movie making for them. And it's clear that they're having fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I enjoy this movie completely. Is it a great movie? I think it's a good movie. I don't know that it's a great movie, but in my opinion, as far as enjoyment factor, it's a great movie. You know, Um, a lot of it depends on your context, too. You know, is it a good movie in the scope of all movies ever made as an art form? Maybe not. Is it a heck of a lot of fun to sit down and watch with your buddies, you know, and just enjoy the heck out of? Yeah, absolutely. It is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it is a good movie, but not necessarily in a traditional kind of way. More in a, this movie is just super fun. Yeah. And, and it also has a cultural footprint, like, a lot of the lines that Bruce Campbell says in this movie have been repurposed in video games and mm-hmm. all kinds of other media. Duke Nukem, for instance, is one prime example. If you've ever played that video game, a lot of the lines he says comes from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so many quotes in this film. It's awesome. Good and bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Yeah. Are all loudmouth braggarts from the, are all men from the future loudmouth braggarts? No, just me, baby. Just me. Uh, good, bad. 
I'm the guy with the gun. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a movie I watch every year. Never fails. Usually around October, but sometimes I don't get to in October. And so I'll watch it sometime uh, throughout the year. It's I love it. Yep. It's one of it's one of my favorite movies. If you're uh, if you're looking for a good Halloween movie this October, that's not too scary, but is uh, a lot of fun and, and a little bit silly. You should watch smart. Watch Army of Darkness. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm going to go for one that always feels so cliche to say around the Halloween season. But I'm going to go on record as saying it is, in my opinion, probably the best slasher movie ever made. Um, I love this film. It scares me every time I watch it, even though I've seen it probably 50 times now. Uh, and I watch it every single Halloween. And that is none other than Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Myers. Man, oh, man. This movie, and I'm talking about the original one, not the not the Rob Zombie remake, although that's not necessarily a horrible movie. It's it's not it's nothing. It's got nothing, in my opinion, on the 1978 Halloween, the original one uh, that's directed by John Carpenter, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, probably the biggest star in there. You got Donald Pleasance in there also as Loomis. Um Man, I love this film. Yeah, honest to goodness, I think it's the best slasher ever made. Uh, it, it's smart. It's not ridiculously over the top like you get in some of the Friday the 13th movies or the Nightmare movies. Um, now, later series, later entries in the series, it gets a little out of control, 100%. But this original uh, one, the very first one, it's just so good to me. Uh, the music is some of the best in horror ever, uh, even mm-hmm. to this day. That I, that oh, the theme song from that movie it just gives me the creeps. Um, <laughs> and it, it you know it it does a great job of taking this monster who's not really supernatural, at least not in the first one. He's more of a man that's just really tough, and taking mm-hmm. him from that into a familiar setting, which is just like small town America, and then letting him loose. And I just don't get tired of this movie. I, I could watch it over and over and I love it every time I watch it. It's a great movie. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it definitely embodies that slasher genre and those slasher tropes, but you're right. Like it, he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. He's he escapes from an insane asylum, right? Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a and, child, uh, he murders his family. <laughs> And so they put him in a mental institution and he uh, he escapes and comes back to his hometown where his sister still lives. And mm-hmm. uh, he starts stalking her. Now, I, I like the cheesy stuff, like the cheesy horror, like the subsequent Halloween movies and Friday the 13th and all those. Uh, but I, I, I appreciate the fact that this started with such humble beginnings, like it didn't immediately go crazy. Um, it was just trying to st- tell this thrilling tale about this stalker, basically. Yeah. This it, it's good. It's very close to being my favorite horror movie of all time. And now that uh, mm. to to classify it as that, you have to kind of look at Jaws 
and depend, decide if that's a horror movie or not. If Jaws is a mm. horror movie, then Jaws holds that spot for me solidly. If Jaws mm. is considered more of an adventure film, then um, it's a tie between this one and another movie that I'll mention in a moment. <laughs> Fair enough. And that this other movie is one I watch also every year. So, John, do you, go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you, I was going to say, do you remember when you first watched Halloween? Uh, I was young. Not uh, not so young that, uh, you know, I would see it and it would terrify me. Um, because I was the first time I actually saw this all the way through, I was old enough to know that it was a movie. But. Um, you know, when I was younger, I did see some of the Friday the 13th films and mm-hmm. uh, those gave me a small complex as a kid. And I was always afraid to walk across the house at night because I was afraid I'd see him. <laughs> uh, huh. And it also led to a, a dream. I'm going to go ahead and tell that story to fill some time because it's kind of funny. OK, so this was a dream I had several years ago. Um, it was after I was married and uh, my wife and I had gone to bed. And in the middle of the night, I'm laying in my bed and I think to myself, dadgummit, Amanda didn't lock the door. I need to go check because I bet she didn't. And if she didn't lock the door, Jason's going to get in the house. And uh, so I get out of bed and I walk over and I go to check the door and the door is not locked. And in fact, the door is like cracked open like it always is in those horror movies, right? I turn around and Jason's standing in my kitchen with a machete. And now that sounds kind of a scary dream, right? But where Mm -hmm. it gets kind of funny is that when I see Jason standing there, instead of being afraid, like you would expect, for some reason in my dream, I'm just annoyed. I'm like, dadgummit, Amanda, you didn't lock the door. And now I've got to fight Jason out of my kitchen. And so I go and I get a chair from my uh, dining room table and I start pushing the chair against him. He's like trying to get me with his machete, but I'm I'm pushing him with the chair so he can't reach me. He's, he's just kind of swinging and he doesn't have the reach to get to me. <laughs> and I'm just pushing this guy back. And I'm like, dang it, Amanda. What did I tell you? Amanda's my wife's name. I'm like, what did I tell you about locking the door? If you don't lock the door, Jason's going to come in the house. Now, look at this. I have to deal with Jason. He's in the living room. I was, <laughs> it was, I don't know, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But uh, for some reason now, I think of that dream every year because it's it's just it's so ridiculous. That's funny. <laughs> um. So the second the second film that I always watch every year. Um, and I. I didn't actually watch this movie for the first time until, I don't know, I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is kind of shameful, I guess. But um, that was Night of the Living Dead. Really? That George A. Romero mm-hmm. movie. And I, I don't remember why I didn't hadn't seen this until then, but... I remember going to there's a local uh, Halloween event that in uh, a nearby town called Pumpkin Hollow. And both of us have been to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every year they will play Night of the Living Dead on a projector screen 
before you go into like this haunted forest or something. Yeah. And I remember seeing that and then being like, why haven't I seen this movie before? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so obviously you're at this event. You don't actually watch the entire movie, but I was intrigued enough that I went home, ended up watching it from start to finish. And I've been watching it every year ever since. And it's just, it, this movie in particular was black and white. It kickstarted George A. Romero's career for sure. And could be argued that it kind of popularized the zombie genre. Yeah. And to to the point where even to this day in 2021, we're still seeing zombie movies, zombie video games, zombie comics, zombie books. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like people can't get enough of zombies. Now, those these zombies have gotten faster and they've come up with more inventive ways to make the zombies zombies. But. Uh, this was kind of what started it all. And we have the traditional slow shambling zombies that rise from the grave. They are cannibalistic, so they eat each other. Um, and we have this story that starts innocently enough. You have uh, a brother and a sister and they go to a grave. And I think they're visiting a family member that had died and for some reason they don't ever really tell you uh the dead start to rise and they make their way well the the brother dies but the daughter uh, the sister makes her way to a house eventually meets up with some other people and it's about them trying to survive in this house while these zombies are trying are overtaking the area they are coming to get you barbara yes (laughs) Um, and I think what makes it great is that it's in black and white. The creature effects or these visual effects are really good for the time. Um, and the internal conflict between like, or not the internal, the conflict between the characters. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, the, the main, I don't know what do you call him. Hero, I, I guess. I, I guess he was, yeah, hero. Character. Uh, Dwayne Jones, he plays Ben. Um, he's he's the level-headed one. He's the one that is kind of got uh, the intelligence to maybe make it out of this. But he's hampered by these other characters that are just freaking out or making stupid choices, stupid decisions. And the thing that really got me, and spoilers if you don't want to know what happens at the end of My Living Dead, but... Ben actually survives. He makes it all the way to the end. The it's the next day or whatever. And, uh, people have made it to the house and they are going to, they're, they basically form this militia and they've started taking down the zombies. He raises his head, um, so that it's visible through a window. And one of the guys outside shoots him in the head and kills him because they think he's a zombie. And that, it was just such an effective way to end a movie. It's like, there's hope, there's hope, there's hope. Oh, no hope. Yep. Um, so great movie. I would highly recommend if you haven't seen it to watch it. I watch it every year. Never fail on in October. Um, yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's a good one. A classic, man. And like you said, mm-hmm. probably the movie responsible for making zombies popular. 
Yeah, I'm sure there were others. Um, that's usually how it is. Like the most popular one always is considered the one that kind of pushes it forward. Mm-hmm. But I bet there were other zombie movies before this. But yeah. So uh, for my next movie, uh, I'm going to keep it kind of in the same vein. And we're going to have to watch our time here. But um, for me, this is another one of, in, in my opinion, one of the greatest horror movies ever made. And this one is based off of a Stephen King short story. Uh, and it's called The Mist. It came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely love this movie. Um, you know, it it kind of breaks the mold in terms of what your classic horror movie kind of things are. It, you've got, it focuses around a group of people. Uh, in particular, you've got your main character uh, who's uh, David Drayton, uh, played by Thomas Jane, and his son, who are um, basically in a grocery store when this mist rolls in. And it's just a really thick mist. Well, a guy runs into the grocery store and is like, there's something out there. There's something in the mist. And they start seeing monsters and people start dying. And it turns into the survival situation where you have all of the people in this smaller town who are holed up in this grocery store. You know, most of them don't know each other well or kind of know each other through town, being a small town, uh, trying to work together and finding a way out. And it is... Really, it it becomes more of a character piece than it does a uh, a horror film in terms of, you know, the, the mist isn't really the scariest thing in this film. It's the other people that you're having to deal with through this mm-hmm. that make it so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, it's just so good. And the ending, I think, is one of the bravest and most ballsy endings I've ever seen in a movie to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't seen it because it would be a crime to spoil this ending. But um, if you haven't seen it, I want to highly recommend that you check that movie out, but be ready because the ending will hit you like a truck. It's uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's not a happy yeah. ending. I'll tell you that much, but I'm not going to go any further than that. Yeah. Great. Great choice. Um, I love Thomas Jane. He's he's really up there as far as some one of my favorite actors. And yeah, the ending is jaw dropping. There's some really good actors in it. Uh, you got Laurie Holden, uh, who who does a great job in it. Uh, Toby Jones is awesome in this. Uh, also, Andre mm-hmm. Brauer is that how you say his name? Brauer, who plays uh, Brent Norton. He's he's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Francis Sternhagen. Uh, amazing, um, really good acting just about across the board on this one. Um, and I, and I can't really recommend this one enough. If you're a fan of horror, this is one of the best horror movies I have ever seen. Um, and it's just, man, it's a treat. I watch it every year. Black mm-hmm. clockwork. You can guarantee in October, I'm going to watch Halloween and I'm going to watch the mist. <laughs> I think the mist needs to be a 2021 watch for me. It's been a while since I've seen it. Well, you just let me know, sir, and we will watch it. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I'm not going to go through in detail these, but just notable uh, other ones that I wanted to call out. 
uh, Cabin in the Woods. <clears throat> this is a uh, written by Joss Whedon and produced by Joss Whedon, but directed by Drew Goddard. Um, it is just a unique take on the horror genre. Um, basically, uh, you think it's a horror movie, straight horror movie, but then you find out that maybe this company is kind of behind things and they are generating these horror scenarios uh, for certain reasons. And I'm trying not to spoil anything, uh, but it's, it's funny. I, theme is uh, developing. I really enjoy horror comedies, but um, it's funny. It's there's some generally horrific moments and they mesh all of these horror tropes together uh, in an interesting way. Uh, Alien classic um, classic sci-fi horror. Um, I mean, it has informed so many other films going forward. They made a franchise out of it. Uh, the alien is so iconic. That look of, uh, what was the name of the guy that did that? Um, shoot. What was his name? Uh, I should have looked it up. I need more information. The guy that did the creature effects. <clears throat> guy that did the creature effects. In Cabin yeah. in the Woods, I don't know. Let me no, in in Alien. Oh, in Alien, uh, H.R. Geiger. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, Geiger. It was. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it was the art. It was based off of his art, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I failed. <clears throat> um, but anyway, great movie, love it. Uh, and then finally, uh, The Conjuring. I really think this series is interesting. Some people don't like it. But they're almost building this continuous universe similar to like the MCU, but for horror. Uh, I'm see I've seen almost all of them. Uh, there's the main three Conjuring movies, and then they did offshoots for like this Annabelle character, the Nun, um, and a few others. I really like them, and they're all based on whether you believe it or not. They're all based off of these two uh, parapsych para. Paranormal detectives, sure. Uh, Ed and uh, Lorraine Warren, who we met. Um, we met them. We did. We met them oh. at a Dragon Con one year in uh, Atlanta. I repressed that memory, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so based on their real investigations and stories, uh, great series. Check that out. Yeah, I haven't seen those. I need to uh I need to give them a watch. Mhm. Mm All right. Any other mentionables you wish to mention? Nope. Do you have any you want to um drop or? I think I've covered the main ones. Uh I, I do oh. enjoy a good Friday the 13th film. Uh you know, they're corny, but I I love them to death. They're great. Mhm. Mm um any other notable ones? Uh, Alien, of course. Uh, Predator. Again, you're kind of walking the line there with those kind of movies as to if they're actually horror or if they're more of a like action adventure movies. Mm. Um, 
I'm sure there's some that I'm forgetting, but uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, I've mentioned my my two big ones I've mentioned, right? Halloween and the mm-hmm. mist. In my opinion, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Uh, I do like that old movie. Was it called The Haunting? I think um, it was a movie about a haunted house and. The Haunting of Hill House? <laughs> no, it wasn't The Haunting of Hill House. I think it was called The Haunting. This was an older movie. Yeah, 1999. Uh, this was a creepy movie about a group of people who uh, wind up in a house that oh, is yeah. trying to kill them. It's got Liam Neeson in mm-hmm. it, Catherine Zeta-Jones, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's in it. Um, yep. Great, great movie. I really like that one as well. Um, and I just realized I don't own that one, so I may have to change that. But It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's it. Those are my, my favorites. As Owen Wilson would say... Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it is kind of wow. interesting because this this was based loosely on the book The Haunting of Hill House, which has two movies based on it, plus I think a TV show that came out based on it. <laughs> but this is just yeah. called The Haunting and it's loosely based. It, it's a mess. It gets confusing. Uh mm-hmm. it's a great book though. Shirley Jackson wrote that. Great. Anyway, uh that's going to put us at an end for this cinemini we want to thank you for listening uh we hope you're having a great halloween season hope you go and watch some of these movies and enjoy uh horror movie season as much as we are mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to mention a horror movie that we left off and you think it's a crime uh john murphy here is going to tell you how to do that yeah and i'm sure we did uh so if there's a movie that you think is great that's a horror movie uh, or one of your favorites you can email us at feedback at cinemamenpodcast.com or go to twitter.com slash cinemamenpod and drop us a line there. All right. That was faster than I expected, John Murder Murphy. <laughs> I work quickly. You do. You do. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with our podcast, uh, we do two shows once, uh, once a week. Each show is released. That's a really confusing way to say that. We release a show every Friday. Uh, if it's this Friday and you're listening to us, uh, it's a Cinemini. If it's next Friday and you're listening to us, it's a full movie review called the Cinema Men Podcast. On those episodes, we focus strictly on long form reviews of movies that we watch. We break them down um, as far as their different components, talk about behind the scenes footage and review them in detail. Uh, whereas you caught us tonight on a cine mini night where we do just 30 minute quick conversations, uh, which we don't have a lot of prep work for. So, <laughs> uh, just kind of us talking. So we hope you've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. We thank you for sticking around and listening and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Everybody have a safe week and we'll see you next time.